Hey, this is uh, Ed Powell, the head softball coach at Bowie State University. Thanks for listening to Pitch and Push Sports Talk Radio. You are now tuned in to Pitch and Push Sports Talk Radio. Let's go. We're back. Let's go. Pitch and back. Push. Season three. Episode 12. Radio Let's Season get it. Three, episode twelve. Let's go. Hey man, How you doing? who we got on the show today? Hey man, it's been a long time since we spoke with the folks. We just want to let y'all know we appreciate y'all for sticking in there with us. We know y'all missed us. We missed y'all as well. We're gonna get back to it. But tonight, Absolutely. man, we got a special one, man. We got the good old coach at Powell Bowie coach State University, Lady Bulldog Softball down. Coach. Let's go. What's going on, Coach Powell? How you doing today, Coach? I'm good, guys. I'm real good, man. Thanks, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Man, thank, thank you. So you. Much. Thank you. Thank you for giving us some of your time. Hey, but before no before we go, listen, Coach, we gotta give a little brief intro. You know, this what your second year with Bowie? Uh, yeah, actually, it's, yeah, actually, it's my third year because I took over right at COVID. Right, but that um, pandemic I, year. Yeah, I took over the pandemic. I took over in October of the pandemic year. Uh, but I was the assistant coach uh, for four years prior to that under two different coaches. Oh, okay. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, 2022 was more than successful. You guys were the CIAA Northern Division champions with a record of 22-18-1. Finished as runner-up in the CIAA Softball Championship. Not to mention, year two, as you said, on the field, but year three as a head coach on the, on the field, you had four Lady Bulldogs yes. from the softball team earn the 2021-2022 D2 Academic Achievement Recognition. You also had six of your ladies snatch awards last year. CIAA Player of the Year, CIAA Rookie of the Year, First Team All-CIAA, three uh, second team all CIAA and three CIAA all rookie. That was on the roll last year, coach. Yeah, yeah, man. That's just it gives a lot of credit to you, young ladies. They they work really, really hard on and off the field academically, and you know, for athletically. You know, they they put it to work in, and uh, you know, I just go and do my part, and they show up every day, and they work hard, and you know, and it, and it pays off. So that's kind of, you know, what we talk about a lot, you know, just, just put the work in, put your head down, go to work and, um, you know, we'll count them up in the end, but you know, that's, that's kind of what we do. Awesome. And push, cool. I know you're about to jump in and push, but something that push and I like to do, we like to give flowers. So well, job well done to them lady Bulldogs, 2022 lady Bulldogs softball team, Bowie state. Let's give them a hand. Bite down. Let's go. Congratulations, ladies. Congratulations, coach. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, going forward, uh, what are some of your expectations for the team this year? Uh, you know, so really, I like to to kind of under under kind of kind of underestimate and over deliver. That's that's really kind of what I like to do. But you know, now that you know. Um, Terrence ran off all our accolades. It kind of hard for us. It kind of hard for us to hide anymore. So, you know, we um, 
the goal, the, honestly, the, the goal is to, to make it to the to the national championship, to play in a Division Two national championship. You know, I know that takes a lot of hard work, but if if you ask me what my future, you know, we're not looking past anybody, but you know, the one ultimate game at a time. Yeah, one game at a time. But the ultimate goal is to win as many games as we can, and that's until you know that that's kind of where we gonna go, you know. All right, who are some of the players? Uh, we should be looking out for this year. Who who you feel are stepping up? Oh man, yeah, yeah. So like like we were saying, we lost actually the player of the year. Her name was Evie Newman. The graduation, yeah. To she was a grad student, so we lost her. So, but she is back to help us uh, with our pitching staff. So she's on on the staff doing some of our pitching. You know, helping with our pitchers. Um, but we have, um, we still have our pitching crew that we'll be looking, you know, uh, Lindsey George, Haley Bivens, Akira Pullen. Um, those are, those are our aces. Uh, when we're talking about pitching, we got a new freshman coming in, uh, from California that pitches, Alasia Ross. Um, so th- that's kind of our pitching staff. And Karen Fritz makes up our five, um, Karen Fritz makes up our five pitching staff. Uh, those are those are our pitches, but we definitely uh, Ellie. Her name is Ellie Hindenburg. She's our catcher. She's one of our catchers. Brittany Brewer, first base. I mean, we we have a long list of people um, that are going to be major players. Right. I mean, uh, yeah, our shortstop, a six-year say Alexander, our second baseman Shania Jones. You know, uh, Shania Gordon at center field. So we we, we I mean. If, if you look at our lineup from from top to bottom, we we should be really we're going to be really tough. Nice. So, and, so uh, I know I know. Go ahead, bro. No, no, no. Go ahead, Puss. I was just going to say, kind of ran through it quick about the young lady that uh, had the academic awards. I just wanted to run their names down. Okay. You know, Brittany Burr, Brianna Harvey. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name right. Eliana Hindenburg. Yep. I just want to uh, we, we just want to congratulate you again from Fifth and Push Sports Talk Radio. Keep up the good work and good job to you, Coach. Keep the girls uh, head right in the classroom. <laughs> Thank you, man. Now, like I said, they they work they work extremely hard on and off. You know what I mean. So they make my job a little bit easier because you know they are always you know academically trying to get it done. So, you know, so we're excited about that. Nice. So Go back to you, bro. So, Coach, with that being said, right, we, before we jump ahead to the season coming up, let's pause for a minute and let's talk about, uh, I believe you guys had a Women in Sports Forum yesterday. Can you share a little bit more insight and information about how what that entailed? Yeah, I, yeah, man. I, thanks, thanks for bringing that up. So we had a so we had a yesterday was a women in sports forum, and it really was focusing on, you know, um, the Title IX and kind of um, HBCU women in sports and Title IX, and really what we want to do is put a focus, literally on um, women, especially women that play sports in HBCUs. Um, because we, we and that's like softball, you know, tennis, bowling. We want to put some spotlight on some of the really good things that they're doing on and off the court and the field. 
And so yesterday the phone was really focused on them. And we brought back, uh, we had some professional women that were in professional sports that kind of came through the same, you know, came through similar things that, that the young ladies we have on our team just was, uh, you know, just to try to inspire them to, you know, to continue to move forward, continue to break down barriers, you know, that may not have been broken down before, but to know that they have the, the ability to do so. And so that's kind of where, where what the forum was about. And it was a really good time had by all just to celebrate them and hear women speakers. And, you know, so that's, that's really what it was about, man. We had a really good time. Awesome. Nice. And, uh, and for, for those that don't know, Title IX was the civil rights law passed in 1972, which prohibited sex-based discrimination in any school or education program that receives that receive federal funding. So just, just throw that out there for somebody who didn't know what Title IX was. No, that was really good, yeah. Yeah, appreciate that, Push. So, Coach, tomorrow, you guys, HBCU Softball Classic, um, softball game, Bowie State University Lady Bulldogs versus the Howard University Lady Bisons tomorrow at 6 p.m. Can you provide some insight on the game and how it came about? Yeah, so um, thanks. Great question. So um, since, I, since I've taken over, actually I think it happened uh, when I was an assistant coach, um, we have been playing Howard University in the, we played them twice so we play them in the fall season, but we also play them in the spring. Um, but this particular game, we really wanted to highlight, you know, HBCU uh, young women in sports. And we didn't think it, and we thought, you know, no better way to do that than actually, you know, with really good teams. Because actually, um, Howard won the MEAC last year, and we were the winners of the North and the CIAA, and so we thought that would be a, a really good, a really good game with really good competition, and put our young ladies on display uh, for for softball and, and their you know and their skill in HBCUs and show you know kind of show the world you know, how gifted and talented our young ladies are. So that, that was the kind of mindset having it. Um, and then also it, it, it fell in line directly in line with Bowie state, our homecoming weekend. So it was just something else to add to the weekend. Uh, fireworks popping off. Do you feel, mm. So, so do you feel that, you know, uh, you talk about exposure, um, so how strongly do you feel that um, that women's sports uh, gets overlooked? And how do you feel about, you know, uh, funding that the female sports get? Do you feel that it's fair and adequate uh, uh, to be successful? Yeah, so so what I'm, I'm, I'm going to speak from just the, the general and not necessarily Bowie State, um, because I think we here at Bowie State are – are blessed and gifted that we, you know, we have a, a fair amount of resources. But if we're talking overall, um, the exposure, the exposure, the lack of exposure, and the lack of resources um, that some of the women's sports have, um, you know, it's it, it's just not even close. I mean, we go and play schools um, that don't have scoreboards. 
you, you know what I mean, that don't that don't have a scoreboard to even keep score when we're playing them. And they actually are in the CIAA. And so you would never go to a football game, a college football game, in the CIAA and, and don't have a scoreboard. I'm not saying a working uh, that may not work. I'm saying there's no remnants of a scoreboard. Right. You know, right. so that would never happen. That would never happen in a men's sport. You know what I mean? So that's where we are lacking um, in, in, you know, in some of the, in some of the things that are really important to the sport, you know, in a men's sport, that would never happen. So we got, we got some ways to go, um, but I am happy to be an advocate for, for women's sports. Not, Not only, not only in regards to the scoreboard, but in regards to how they're promoted. Um, I think the, that across the board um, in colleges that the promotion for women's sports should be highlighted and exclamated just like it is for men's sports, um, regardless if it's basketball or football, whatever it is. Um, I think they should receive the same type of marketing that the other athletics or that the other um, athletic departments are receiving. Because like you said, when it comes to Bowie, you know, Bowie is excelling not only um, on the court or on the field, because Bowie is one of the schools that actually are graduating. Their athletes are graduating on time um, in a ninety percentile. Yeah. Um, but when you look at but when you look at the women's sports, you look at the bowling, you look at the tennis, you look at the women's basketball, you look at the track, you look at the softball, and when you when you when you look at them, what you can say is, okay, bowling is six times champions of the year. Right, six times in a row, I believe. Tennis just won. Women's basketball won in twenty twenty, I believe. You know, you guys won uh, this year, um, and then your the track team is always doing well. So it's kind of like, or it's kind of one of those situations where it is. Sometimes the women's athletics are actually outperforming the men, but because the the platform isn't as isn't as even when it comes to the marketing or the information sharing um you wouldn't you wouldn't see that high in whites like you would if it was men i mean it seems like you know even when you watch a game on tv it seems like in passing you know it's kind of like it's just part of a statement you know but when they talk about it from a male perspective you know it's highlighted it's it's excitement and I agree. I think that when it comes to women's sports, that the excitement and the highlight needs to match. We were talking about y'all playing in the championship and how uh, the girls were kind of tired because they had to play back-to-back before playing into the championship game with a team that's been fresh and been sitting for a while. And you were talking about, you know, um, possibly petitioning the CIAA and, and maybe getting the rules changed during tournament-style play. Has anything come about? Did you follow through with that? Just wonder. Yeah, no, no, no. That's 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 a good question. So what we so partly of of my duties, I am the actual president of the of the CIAA Coaches Association. So I okay. do have yeah. So I you know so I sit um, with a little bit of not even power, but just to be able to take certain things to the board to the CIAA Conference Committee. Um, we, we did, we did kind of put that in a petition, um, with a couple of other things to try to help, you know, make that change. It would completely change the format 
I mean, well, we wouldn't completely change the format, but we are working on a format that it would give um, a day's break if we do have to play another game. Um, just because they, everybody doesn't feel like that's an, you know, it's just not an advantage. You know, if you got to play the championship game 15, 20 minutes after you just made it to the championship, you know, um, that, that's kind of unheard of in any other sport. You, you know what I mean? That, that's unheard you know, of. Kind of, especially, especially a team sport. Right. You know, I mean? especially a team sport. Right. The, you the, know, so. the game that you guys played. Um, before the championship game, that was a dueling, you know, a lot of energy. Like that game yeah. was hard fought. So to yeah. so to have a hard fought game like you guys, like you lady, like the ladies had to endure, and then turn around 15, 20 minutes later, and kind of try to shelve and shoulder that and put that behind them and yeah. dig deep to find a whole lot more. I think that was that was an overreach. It, and like you said, yeah. it is an unfair advantage because you have one team that is extremely fresh. Like they, they're fresh, fresh. You know, yeah, they, I just was. I was a little. My my biggest disappointment about that, it wasn't that we had to turn around and play. The biggest disappointment, the, the young ladies didn't get a chance to celebrate going to the championship. You know what I mean? It was, it was. I mean, you know, you had we basically had like five minutes to celebrate a huge accomplishment, a huge comeback and making it to, you know, making it to the championship game, which hadn't been done since 2017. And, you know, we had five minutes to celebrate. I, that Literally, that's as long as I could get them because we had to turn around and try to, try to win a championship game, you know. So that was my biggest kind of disappointment, not being able to celebrate that semifinal game. Mm. I've, has the ladies, I mean, given, you know, they had to turn right around and play that game, have they actually had their moment where they were just able to, you know, take it all in, you know, despite despite coming up short? Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. I mean, we um, we tried to, we tried to, you know, but it's kind of funny uh, because we, 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 we won a big game and then we lost a big game all in the same day. So we, so it was kind of hard to go back and celebrate that game when we had just lost the championship game. You know what I mean? So I think, but through, you know, after a while, you can kind of just look at that game as its own game. You know what I mean? Not within the same day, but that game as its own game. You know, and so we had a chance to do that, to really kind of look back and, and look at their accomplishments and know they came back and they were down and they fought back won the game. So, so yeah, so we've had some chances to, to celebrate, but, you know, I look forward to some more success and we have some more celebrations that we don't have to worry, you know, that we don't have to look and have a win and a big loss in the same day. Right. You know. So, so coach, you guys, the ladies, I'm sorry, that's could be correct, politically correct. The ladies actually were in Pennsylvania this fall, Correct. Where he played against Penn State and St. Francis. Yeah, yeah. We we um last um last weekend, um two weekends ago. So we we um we yeah we played St. Francis, Penn State on Saturday, and then we played Coppin State on Sunday. Um, and you know going into you know the first fall game against two Division One 
highly ranked teams that were Division One, and both of those teams made the NCAA championship tournament last year. Uh, you know, so originally when we got the call to say, hey, come and play us, um, I thought we had bit off a little bit more than we could chew. Well, not them, me, you know, but um, but I felt like our young ladies was up for the challenge. And Absolutely. so, yeah, so with, so with that said, we, you know, we, we took the challenge to say, yeah, we'll, we'll come, we'll come and compete and play. Um, and so as we arrived, you know, just, just going to state college and, you know, just witnessing all of what Penn State has to offer. I mean, is is just a billion dollar operation. Wow. You know, the stadium is right next to the softball. The football stadium is right next to the softball stadium, and you know, it, it is it is a lot to take in. And so, going there, you know, knowing that you know we're, we're going to be nobody's there going to be not a lot of people going to be rooting for Bowie State. Right. So we went in there, you know, we went in there and and we played St. Francis first. And we played St. Francis um, for six innings. The score was two to one. And then um, they scored two runs in the fourth, and we scored two. They scored uh, two runs, and we scored one run in the seventh. And so they they won four to two. Um, But the the thing about that is that they played Penn State before we played Penn State, and St. Francis beat Penn State seven to three. And, and, you know, and so, you know, we felt like we could compete. And so when we got a chance to play Penn State, um, we, we competed. You know, we, we literally competed, getting some freshmen, some new experiences, um, you know. And then uh, right in the middle of the game, we kind of, both teams kind of went head-to-head and put their, you know, their best players in. And, and I think for three, for four innings, they scored one run. We didn't score a run, but they only scored one run. So we felt really good about, excuse me, we felt really good about how we showed up and how we played. As you should, because one, you know, that's a, you know, they, they you throw out levels, you say division one, division two, but at the end of the day, you know, that, that confidence that it provides the ladies already from coming off the success from last year. Uh, but going into the season and playing against, you know, schools as such as St. Francis and Penn State. And those are schools that typically um, we're not supposed to be able to be in the same realm with. We're not supposed to be able to be on the same field with them and to come away and be battle and battle with them um, to where most people would have felt like it had been a blowout. You know, so that that builds a lot of strength and. You know, I, that gives them a lot going into the season to be like, listen, we did this to, to a team that was in Division One. We did this to Penn State. We did this against St. Francis. Why should why should we not dominate the CIAA? Yeah, now that's 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 really the goal. I mean, when you think about it, um, Penn State is in the Big Ten, and they actually won the Big Ten uh, conference last year. And we, if you just think about the Big Ten. Um, they probably have more money, um, probably second only to the SEC and maybe the ACC as far as dollars and resources. Right. And so for us to come in and and compete at, at any at any time was to, was to very successful, you know. And then St. Francis won the A-10 
they're in the A-10 conference, and they won the A-10 last year. You know, so we're talking two power five conferences. And so for us to even show up, for them to even invite us for one, and there was for two for us to show up the way we did, um, it was a it was a huge um, shot in the arm for uh you know for 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 us being boosted to feel like okay we can compete you know and so that's why I talk about being able to compete at a national level it, it, you know it's not going to be easy if it was easy everybody would do it but we know we have the young ladies that are skilled enough to be able to make that run. And absolutely. Coach, how many returning, how many players did you lose last year? I'm sorry, I believe you touched on it earlier, but you can uh, restate uh, that. We, we, we lost, technically, we lost two two players. Um, Evie Buman uh, was a player of the year, and we had another reserve player in Deer Purnell um, that, that did not return. She graduated. Um, we had Shania Gordon which was our center fielder, um, all made all made the um, made the conference tournament, all conference tournament. Um, I think she was first team, second team. She actually grad. She actually uh, played her senior year, but because of COVID, she had another year. Right. And so um, she actually invited, and she actually returned because she was not going to return. But she realized, you know, that she left some stuff undone you know, and, and wanted to, you know, make it, you know, make another run for it. So and she was, she's a huge cog in our wheel. And so she came back. So we literally only lost two players. Wow. Um, now we lost a player of the year. So, you know, that's a, that's a huge role to fill, but we added some really good freshmen. So we're, 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 we're right back on, you know, right where we need to be. Is this a heavy senior lad team or more like um, junior? Uh, so this is because of, because of COVID, it kind of gets kind of all mixed up. So, um, so we have what we call we have super super seniors. That means we have one player that's been with us that's been with the program for six years, and then we have a and that's say Alexander. That's our that's our everyday shortstop, and then we have Shania Gordon, which has been she's a super senior, which she's been with the program for five years. So, um, and then we have. Two, we have three seniors, Brittany Brewer, um, Brianna Harvey, and Taylor Skinner. And, mm-hmm. and then we have two players that actually could graduate early. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, you know, so we, we it, it is a, uh, it's a strongly led senior group, but it's not all seniors. Right. Okay. So uh-huh. the, the, the COVID year, they came home. One year or two years? I'm, I'm always get confused about yeah, that. Yeah. So, so for us, so for softball, um, we have, they have two years. Uh, the other sports, like football, got one year. Basketball got one year. But for softball, because it happened, it happened during our season, and then it happened, and then you know, depending on the conference, what conference you played, the following season. You know, it was kind of up to the conference, kind of what they decided. So we did not technically play um, for two years. So each and every one of our players got two years back. Wow. Oh, that's, 
Well, I, I, I see. I was confused. I, that's dope, though. That's cool. That's good. <laughs> yeah, so, so some sports, depending on where you were in COVID, you got one year. Like football, they got one year. Because their season, technically their season was over when COVID happened, and then they didn't play the following season. Correct. So they really only missed one season. Correct. So they got one year back. But for, but for softball, we literally, COVID happened we were 10 games in our season and they canceled the season and then we didn't play, you know, and then we played, you know, exhibition games the following year. So every player has, you know, they still have time to return, but for most of our players, they're going to go on, you know, they're ready to move on with their education and put their, put their good education to work, you know, so we'll, we'll see. Mm. All right, this is mad. This is mad off topic because I just want to throw this curveball at you. All right, um, uh, what like what makes you a successful coach? Like, say, say you wrote a book, right, and you had to describe yourself. What would the intro page say in a, in a few words? Wow, man, that is that is that is a great question. I don't think anybody ever asked me that question before, so thank you for asking. Um, in a, in a very few words, I would consider um, my coaching style is, is a lot Sussex softball is a lot different from most from most coaches. And the reason I say that is because I take a a page out of so many so many experiences and so much um taking a page out of so many other good coaches in other sports that I kind of make a conglomerate of, you know, what I do today. So it's a it's a little bit of um my sister played um my sister played softball back in the day. My parents played softball. Uh, my my sister played with one of the first. Um, she played at Virginia State, and she was one of the first group of young ladies to actually play back in the early '80s to play fast pitch. You know, so I kind of learned from that. And then I played I played football in college. Uh, I played uh, football in high school. I played baseball. I coached my son's AAU basketball team. So I kind of take all that and wrap it up and put it into softball, which, you know, which, which really makes it a unique um, a way I look at the game and how I approach the game is, is so much different than most, than most softball baseball coaches just because the experiences that I've had. So that's, that's what I would say. A little smorgasbord, a little bit of everything mixed into one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the things that I do tell most of when people ask me, especially parents and, and, and players, they say, well, what do you look for in a softball? You know, because that's one of the things that they always ask. Well, what do you look for in a player? And what I share with them is that I look for athletes that just so happen to play softball. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. We look for athletes. That makes it easy. They're just... That just so happened to play softball. Right. That means I, that they I get, mean, you could throw them anywhere on the field. Yeah, exactly. That means if they, if they chose to play basketball, they will be successful in basketball. If they chose to play uh, lacrosse, they will be successful in lacrosse. If they chose to play soccer, they will be really good soccer players. They just so happen to choose to play softball. So those are the, those are the athletes that I go after. Wow. You know, so it's been successful. You know, it's it's... it's it's been successful, and so that's you know that's that's the that's where I'm gonna keep keep going since it's been successful. I don't think I'm gonna stop it now. 
Right. How many scholarships do y'all do y'all get? Uh, so the if if you look at total, like if you if you take the total amount of what the schools call what our what the university calls, and then what our scholarship budget, it probably would be if we could give you know everybody a full scholarship, we probably would only have six players. It wouldn't even be enough to fill to fill the team. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't be enough to fill the team. So um, that's why we we really go after high academics, you know, because we there's always and forever more there's always going to be more academic money than there's ever going to be athletic money. So we we go after really 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 smart athletes that are really really good softball players, and and to be able to get them to come to Bowie State, and that's you know, and that's huge. Because you're doing a lot of of good things, man, a lot of successful things. Um, I know it hasn't been a full year that we've been able to, you know, watch and observe, you know, you and the team, but it's excitement, you know, it's your energy, you know, stepping on that softball field. Like, they're so competitive within each other. It's hilarious. (laughs) A funny group of ladies, but... Serious about the serious about their team. Serious about their growth. They challenge each other to make each other better, you know. And that's attitude reflects leadership. Everything that they're doing is a reflection of what they're receiving from you. So again, like we like we said earlier, we like to give our flowers or give you flowers, you know, because it's a job well done and yes, so early. No, I really, I really appreciate that. I think a lot of credit goes to. Um, and, you know, I know you guys, I know they listen to you guys' podcast, but a lot of credit, uh, believe it or not, it goes to Coach Wilson, the football team, and, you know, even um, Coach Kyle Jackson now, um, just because they kind of set the standard. Because our practice, you know, where, where they practice and, and where we practice are side by side. I know you guys know that. So we take a lot of cues. Our young ladies take a lot of cues from them, you know, and so um, they set the standard, you know, and and so um, we're just trying to, you know, continue the standard, you know, no matter what the sport is, you know, we want to we want to raise the level, and so that's kind of where it's, it's kind of strange, but that's where we look to, you know, we want to be equally as as good as they are, and eventually we want to surpass their success, if, if that's possible. But if not, we're trying, they're trying their best to get there. But, you know, so um, the standard's been set, so we're just trying to, you know, hold the standard. And you know what's crazy? The standard uh, is the standard. Shout out to sure. Coach Darrell Brooks. Um, on Monday, it was the uh, CIAA uh, Basketball Media Day. And I think the question, and, and, it, and it can be overwhelming and probably frustrating at times, when, you know, it appears that the success, you know, that the football team has had, it seems to overshadow a lot of the things that happened on campus. And one of the questions that was asked to the coach, you know, was, are you guys, does the football team, the football team's competitiveness rub off on you as uh, a women's basketball or a men's basketball? And Coach Brooks said it does, but the 
best thing about the university is that it doesn't just come from the men's football team. It comes from the softball, the women's softball team. It comes from the tennis team. It comes from the bowling team. It comes from the track team. And I think that's what was so frustrating is that a lot of people try to box Bowie State into just football success when there's success across the board in so many athletic departments. And I think Coach Darrell Brooks answered it so perfectly because it was one of those questions where I feel it was a trip question because then it makes it is basically taking the focal point off while we're there for basketball media day. And you're still giving a limelight to a sport that isn't even highlighted at this moment. But instead of taking that and putting it back to basketball, it said, okay, well, let's spread it because it's not just a football team that's competitive. We have so many other different athletic departments that's competitive and are winning. That was the key word. Not only are they competitive, but they're winning. So again, shout out to you, coach, and the job that you're doing with the ladies. Well done. We appreciate you guys, man. We thank you for your time. We thank you for giving us a yes, moment sir. of your air. We look forward to spending more time with you and the ladies. We look forward to having some of your ladies on as guests, um, if you all have them. But we thank you. We're appreciative. Good luck this season. Yes, sir. We rooting for you all the way. Season three, episode 12. Episode 12. Let's get it. Hey, 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 boy. You are now tuned in to Pits and Push Sports Talk Radio.